Welcome to the Loving Lake Geneva podcast. I'm your host, Karen Stray Rappaport. Each episode, I take an outside-the-wake look at the area's most interesting people, places, and happenings. It's another great day here in Lake Geneva, and the lake looks stunning, so let's jump right in. Well, we have a really exciting addition coming to Lake Geneva soon, and the man responsible for that is our guest today, Daniel Caldwell, founder of the Griffin and Gargoyle, which is an interactive tavern where you can step out of reality and into a fantasy-inspired dining experience. Welcome, Daniel. Well, thank you so much. I, I'm so happy to be here with you and your listeners today. Well, we're excited to have you because I, there's just so much kind of chatter about this um, with the locals and the tourists alike because we know it's coming, but we're not exactly sure where, I mean, when and yes, sure. what exactly it is. And it just looks enormous and, and so much fun and so creative and so different. So let's talk about the Griffin and Gargoyle and what exactly it is it is going to be. Absolutely. So uh like I said, my name is Daniel Colwell. I'm the co-founder and CEO of Griffin and Gargoyle. Uh, we are building an immersive fantasy-themed restaurant and entertainment experience here in Lake Geneva, celebrating the region's history as the birthplace of the Dungeons & Dragons role-playing game. Uh, we are building uh, our project from the, the ground up. We're uh, working with the architecture firm Shive Hattery and the general contractor firm Freedy & Associates. Uh, to to bring this huge project to life. Uh, so we have 20 acres of commercial property right next to the Imagine Theater, just on the outskirts of Lake Geneva proper, where we're going to be building our facility. Uh, our project is about a 24,000 square foot structure uh, on our 20 acres. It's about a $15 million project at the end of the day. So it's it's definitely not a small project as, as we work toward getting this uh space open to the public and uh, welcoming Lake Geneva in. Well, it's so neat because I my last interview was um, Luke Gygax, from, uh, the son of Gary Gygax, with yep. Dungeons and creator of Dungeons and Dragons. So this was this was a nice fit to to be the next podcast. So happy to participate. Luke's a wonderful guy, and uh, it's been great to work with him as he's done GaryCon over the last few years, and and to be a participant in that. So uh, we're excited to share that space with him. So were you? Are you a I take it you're a Dungeons and Dragons player fan. Is that where this all kind of stemmed from? You wanted to Absolutely. do something along that lines. So uh, yeah, let, let me give a little background here. Uh, my, my first love was theater. Uh, I grew up as a theater kid in Ontario, Canada, uh, where my co-founder and I grew up together. Uh, Michael Paler is my co-founder on the project. And when we weren't on stage, uh, a lot of times we were stepping into tabletop role-playing games like Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, there are some other great ones, Vampire the Masquerade, that um, sort of uh, has filled my my childhood, my life with lots of opportunities for for creativity, which is wonderful. And one of the things that I found really interesting uh, between the performing arts and tabletop role-playing was that it's the most effective tool I've seen for helping young people develop empathy, uh, having the opportunity to step outside of themselves and into a role that that isn't really them, where they can explore facets of their personality that maybe they don't get to explore in their day-to-day -day life. So uh, tabletop role-playing has always been something that I'm passionate about sharing with, with 
the community at large, but but also our young people is there uh, exploring what it means to be themselves in this changing world that we have. So that that's really the passion that that drove this project. Um, but then I uh, moved to Burlington in 2016, and shortly thereafter was hired as the general manager overseeing the renovation of the Geneva Theater right downtown Lake Geneva there. And while I was doing that, I became friends with the owner of the bookstore across the street, a man named Harold Johnson, uh, who owned Breadloaf Books. And he was the editor on the original Dungeon Master's Guide. And, and through him, I learned about Lake Geneva's rich history as the birthplace of Dungeons and Dragons. And, and through the these amazing individuals that many of them still live in the area here, the effect that they've had, not just on gaming experiences like this, but in everything from books to, to movies uh, to games, you see the the items that, that they brought to life sort of growing and evolving, uh, but making up the fabric of almost all of the gaming experiences that uh, any of us encounter on a day-to-day -day experience. So I feel very privileged to to be working on this project in a region that that's so tied to to that history and those innovations. This is exactly why I do this podcast, because as you said, like Geneva is so rich in history and so many facets, but like just all the people you just talked about right under our noses here, you know, the incredible talent and the mark that they're making um, here and way beyond, you know, this area. And it's neat that you, what you talked about um, with the the gaming and the, the fantasy role-playing, because Luke was saying how after his dad died, he got all kinds of letters from people yeah. who, who said how it changed their life or their child's life. And um, you know, just incredible ways that it impacted them. So that was really neat to hear that. So let, let's talk a little bit about this huge space. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it, is it going to be divided into different sections? Is it all a restaurant? How much of it is a restaurant? Like how, how is the space going to look? Absolutely. So uh, from a business perspective, um, what we're doing is creating a location-based experience. That's the technical term for it. Um, but in practicality, what you're experiencing when you, you pull in to park at the Griffin and Gargoyle, uh, between our parking lot and our experience, it, there will be a portal. Uh, and as you step through that portal, you are entering into our fantasy world. Um, so we'll be engaging all of your senses, whether they're auditory, whether it, it, it's the unique smells that, that you're experiencing, uh, to really give you the feeling that, that you have walked into the fantasy world that has always existed in the landscape in front of you. Um, on Outside of the building itself, uh, we have a 60 by 90 foot event space where we're going to be building a three season structure, uh, which is bordered by the Sanctuary of Sacred Promise, which is our elven inspired wedding venue, uh, where people maybe from all over the country, maybe from all over the world that maybe they met playing Dungeons and Dragons and, and they want to celebrate one of those important life experiences uh, in the birthplace of Dungeons and Dragons here in Lake Geneva. So we wanted to provide a space that would welcome them in where they would get the feeling that they were stepping into that, that fantasy world. Uh, when you enter the Griffin and Gargoyle itself, uh, our space is 
centered around the heart of the Griffin and Gargoyle, which is a 350-seat tavern uh, where all of our staff and servers are char fantasy characters uh, engaging you in a role-playing experience like you've never experienced before. Attached to the Griffin and Gargoyle, we have Curated Curiosities, which is our essentially wizard's antiquity shop. It's a retail space where we'll have a lot of unique fantasy-inspired home goods and um, items for people. Maybe they want to engage in our universe in a little more tangible way. There will be clothing items that they can purchase to sort of encapsulate uh, their experience. Uh, we also have Hux axe throwing. We'll have 12 axe throwing lanes where people can come in and throw some axes in a really fun environment. Uh, axe throwing, as you know, it has become a pa popular pastime here in Wisconsin. But when you add in that fantasy environment and some of those elements to it, it's really going to take it to the next level. Um, and then we have the uh, our steampunk-themed molecular mixology bar uh, that we're calling the Gnome Alchemist, which is a steampunk-themed bar where you'll have all of your bubbling and smoking beverages with unique concoctions. So if you're really looking for a, a unique drinking experience in Lake Geneva, that will definitely be a place to, to stop by. It, it sounds like so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. But, so if somebody, um, I mean, do you expect the people to come kind of dressed in any kind of theme or characters or they can, they don't have to? It's going to be really interesting to see. We are certainly finding ways to encourage our customers to participate in the world that we're creating. Uh, one of the unique things about our business model is that we are looking to have our customers build their own fantasy per persona within the ongoing story that, that we are telling at the Griffin and Gargoyle. One of the, the unique challenges that is faced by companies like Disney and Universal when, when they have their projects like Star Wars Galaxy's Edge or the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, sure, you can go and, and visit and you feel like you're stepping into the stories that you know, but there's really not an opportunity for you to participate in any meaningful way apart from dressing up cosplay style as a, a favorite character. Um, we're looking to turn that script on its head using the, the sort of core elements of the Dungeons and Dragons role-playing game, allowing you to create your own persona, stepping into this world, and we're going to have an ongoing story. Because we're not tied to any canon material, that allows us to utilize our customers to tell an ongoing story. We've got about uh, our creative team, we've got five folks on it right now, and they have uh, story events uh, taking place from season to season, from event to event, where we'll be hosting large groups of people to experience portions of the story that we're telling. But then that will also have an effect on the day-to-day -day experience of, of the restaurant. So we're, we're definitely expecting and encouraging people to get into that spirit of uh, entering into that, that fantasy world. But that being said... Uh, we are looking to be ambassadors of tabletop role-playing. And if your great aunt Sally knows nothing about Dungeons and Dragons except the satanic panic from the 1980s, we still want to have an experience where somebody uh, from that perspective would be able to walk in. It's a zero-risk environment where if you want to come in and just have a great meal in a unique environment, you can do that without feeling like you're uh, being pressured into doing something that you're not comfortable or anything like that. So we're, we're really looking to invite people in, uh, but not force that upon our customers. 
That's what I was going to ask you, you know, if, if somebody just kind of wants to go in and check it out, but is Absolutely. a little like, you know, shy about getting involved and they don't know anything about Dungeons and Dragons. So, yes. so that's good to know. And yeah. wh I mean, wh what kind of food is it going to be? Just curious. Yeah, well, <laughs> uh, so we're still relatively early in the process. Uh, we have a food and beverage director. His name is Bill Saplanda. He's been in Lake Geneva, Williams Bay for almost his entire life. Uh, and he has a lot of experience. Um running food and beverage operations at some of the larger resorts and uh, golf courses in the, the larger region. Uh, and then we'll be working with him and eventually we'll be bringing on an executive chef uh, to really sort of provide their own flavor in what we're doing. But I can speak to the elements that are important to us as we uh, sort of look toward what the food is like. Uh, one, we'll be looking for familiar dishes to the Wisconsin lifestyle, but done in a unique or fantastical way. And then, or second, we'll be looking for exotic or, or unique dishes, but when you eat them, they feel and taste very familiar to the Wisconsin palate. So those are sort of the, the two sort of signature lanes that we're going through. We'll be doing a lot of um, some farm to table elements. We'll be growing a lot of the herbs and things that we'll be using in the restaurant on the premises. So um, we're really excited to provide a menu that, that feels immersive to the world that we're creating, um, but is also going to be a, a really unique and interesting culinary experience for the locals to come out to whenever they, they feel like uh, a great meal. Well, in your location, I mean, it's so great because it's so convenient. It's just like you said, a couple minutes outside of downtown Lake Geneva. Mm -hmm. And obviously, you know, part of the reason you chose over there is because you needed the space, but what, what, I mean, did you look at different spots? What made you kind of zero in on that space in particular? And how hard was that to kind of, you know, get the permits necessary and, and get things going in that, right. that piece of property? Yeah. So uh, that, that portion of our story began as I was working for the Imagine Theater, I was brought on to take the Imagine Theater from the old showboat through its $5 million renovation and open that that theater experience. So, uh, which is I beautiful, was, by the way. Well, thank you. I I can only claim a very small uh, portion of, of that, but the the work that Paul Glanz and Imagine did to to really draw inspiration from folks like the Grand Geneva and bring in sort of that that polished architecture style um, really laid the foundations for some of the architecture that that we're looking to do at Griffin and Gargoyle as well. But in purchasing that that property, Imagine uh, bought the old showboat. It came with uh, this 26 extra acres of land that the showboat was originally back in the 90s looking at turning into a pitch and putt, um, but ran into to problems with that. So I had shared my vision for uh, an entertainment experience like this with Paul Glanz. And uh, he said, you know what, if, if you can raise the capital to put the building on the property, I will donate that 20 acres of commercial property to your cause. Um, so that really jump-started this project from being a pie-in-the-sky idea to, okay, this is it, it's time to actually sit down and put numbers on the page. And of course, we were right in the middle of COVID at that time, so the mm -hmm. theater was shut down. And I was like, you know what? Griffin and Gargoyle, for the time being, is my full-time job. Um, and so I, I took my business background and really poured into the business plan and the pro forma that we've been working on. Uh, that was when I connected with Shive Hattery and Freedy and Associates um, to really help take this property, which it it's a beautiful 20 acres, but it's a challenge to work from. It's bordered by C1 wetlands. So um, there are areas there that we'll need to make sure we're protecting 
Um, fortunately, given the nature of what we're looking to do to, to build a structure that feels like it has always existed in the landscape, we'll be working a lot with native cultivars. And so we've had some great experiences with the Lions Biodiversity Project, and we'll be working with them to make sure that we're good stewards of the land as, as we go here. The property has no city water. It has no electricity. So a lot of the early hurdles we were working on were uh, figuring out how those are going to be sourced. Um, and some of those are even still an ongoing conversation as we sort of work to nail those down. But um, it, it has been such an amazing journey learning for, for me because it, I, I have a business background, but never from this sort of entrepreneurial perspective, starting from scratch and navigating those day-to-day -day challenges of, okay, now we need soil samples and uh, oh no, the you can't have a three-story building because you'd need to build that much underground just to hold it up. So it, it's been a, a, a big learning process and it of course has, has caused delays. We were initially, when we first started working on this project back in 2020, we were hoping to be opening right about now uh, but of course those, those delays happen. And, um, if everything stays on track, we're, we're hoping to break ground later on this summer. Oh, great. And then what are you thinking, or is it too soon for you to say a date as far as opening? I, I think realistically, uh, our team right now is aiming for spring of 2025. Um, we, we really like sort of that May timeframe, uh, Gary Khan happens in March. So if we can, do some soft opening events in March. That would be wonderful. But it, the reality is we'll have to wait until it's ready before we can welcome people in. And, you know, it, we're expecting uh, once we're running at full capacity to have between 65 and 100 employees working full time uh, at the facility. So it, it's going to take some time to, to make sure that uh, all of those employees have the, the tools that they need to be able to do uh, the job that we're asking to do. So uh, I don't have a strict timeline, but my hope right now is uh, early 2025. And who who are you kind of expecting to see come here? I mean, my answer would be everyone. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, are there certain people you're kind of focusing on? I mean, it's not just the Dungeons and Dragons lovers. It's Absolutely. a certain age, is a certain region, or, you know, right. are you just thinking everybody? Well, L Lake Geneva is such a, a unique town um, for tourism in general. You know, uh, we have a great local community that, that will be um, important to the Griffin and Gargoyle that, that we're engaging those locals to, to come out and provide accessible and reasonable options for, for people to be able to come out week after week and participate. Because especially when it comes to that ongoing story uh, that Griffin and Gargoyle is looking to create, it, it's going to be integral that we have that local community uh, participating. Um, but of course, Lake Geneva is, is here for those tourists coming from Chicago, Madison, and Milwaukee. And those folks have very specific goals in mind. It, those Chicago folks love to come up and shop in, in Lake Geneva. Uh, they're loving Tristan Chris's experience. So that that gives us a lot of hope that um, when we look to have some live entertainment, uh, actually one of the other things I forgot to mention, um, we're going to have some private gaming spaces where uh, you and a group of six to eight friends could uh, book an experience where our professional dungeon masters will take you from character creation through an adventure over the course of a four-course meal. So if you've got no experience with Dungeons & Dragons, but you're like, I really want to play this at least once in my life, 
you would be able to sign up for something like that where um, you can get a taste of, of what it's like. And um, we're really excited to offer that for uh, both the locals and, and the tourists coming in. Uh, but then, of course, as you mentioned, there are Dungeons and Dragons and fantasy enthusiasts all over the country and all over the world that have been hungering for some sort of experience like this to really come to fruition. Uh, there isn't really a geographic mecca for those uh, passionate about fantasy. Uh, you know, people will go out to New Zealand where the Lord of the Rings films were uh, shot. Uh, the Wizards of the Coast headquarters is in Seattle, but there's really nothing celebrating them there. So we're really looking forward to take it taking it upon ourselves to provide that geographic hub where if you're excited about fantasy, come back to the birthplace of Dungeons and Dragons and share in the experience that we're looking to create. I mean, there's really nothing else, like you said, like it anywhere, right? So what what a, a I, I think that you're going to be overwhelmed with people, which is what you want. But like I said, already now, there's so much talk about it and excitement about it. So um, to have this right here where there's nothing else like it anywhere else is, is really exciting. I, I know you mentioned, you know, some of the people that have been involved, but, you know, I mean, what kind of team did you need between who's building this facility? Uh, you had mentioned, um, I had read something about like the artists that are going to, you know, do some of the art inside. And yeah. I mean, you know, what kind of team have you had to establish and put together for this project? One of the most humbling and amazing aspects of this project has has been, I, I had the honor and the, the duty to raise the flag of this is what I'm. We're looking to do. This is what we want to be. But the engagement that we've seen from the the fantasy community, um, from the the local community, has has just been mind numbingly generous. As far as our team, so Michael and I are serving as co-founders for for the project. Bill Saplanda is serving as our uh, director of food and beverage. We have a team of five uh, creative folks. Uh, Michael is serving as sort of the creative director for the project. Um, but we've got creative writers, Tyler Sheeks, we've got uh, Travis Northern, we've got uh, Sarah Lenhart and Austin Hartel. And they are all, uh, right now, all of us are volunteering our time because this is a labor of love until all of the financing comes through, uh, which has been a challenging process to navigate. But we're getting closer and closer. But there has been such an amazing community that has grown up around the project uh, we engage with them primarily through uh, Facebook and through Discord. Uh, on our Discord server, we are running essentially a choose-your-own-adventure fantasy campaign for people that are excited about the project, but we don't have meaningful ways to, for them to participate yet. Um, but we've got around 900 people active on our, our Discord that are excited about the project and engaging there. So if you're excited about the project and, and you know that social media platform, please come find us. Um, we're happy to have you participate and we, we love getting to know the community that's growing around this project. Yeah. And we'll put that information on, on the website too. And I, I noticed just in some of your Facebook and Instagram, you know, you, you were doing some kind of live updates and, and this and that. So what is the best way for them to follow the progress of this? So they know yeah. when it's about to open or, or like you said, ways that they can help. Absolutely. Um, so the, the, the best ways are to connect with us on, on social media. Our, our two primary locations right now are on Facebook and on Discord. 
But if you go to our website, which is www.griffinandgargoyle.com, uh, you'll find links to uh, all of our information, as well as the ability to sign up for mailing lists um, so that you can stay in touch and we'll be in communication as, as things hit the ground and, and plans solidify here. Well, wonderful. And we cannot thank you enough for doing this for our community. <laughs> it's going to be spectacular. It was, it was my pleasure. It was so wonderful to, to be able to talk with you today. Oh, thank you. And as always, thank you to the listeners for letting me share my love of Lake Geneva and the wonderful people like Daniel who helped make it so special. I'm Karen Stray Rappaport. Join me next time as another guest takes their place in the sun. Bye for now. I feel all right.